Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wellness Digest for another episode where we have a guest today on the pod. Her name is Molly, and Liv and I actually know Molly from college, but we have gotten to know her even more post-grad through all of our health journeys kind of intersecting and watching her share what she has learned um, and just kind of like how her journey has changed since the since the beginning when she first started. And we're excited to chat with her today specifically about her transition from being vegan to now including animal products in her diet. I think this is something that we actually get like a lot of DMs about, not specifically people asking us like, I want to start eating animal products. Like, how do I do that? But more so people who like tell us they're struggling with health issues. And then on top of that, they also tell us that they're vegan. And a lot of times what we end up seeing or like recommendations that we'll make to them is like, they'll tell us like, I'm struggling with like really bad hormonal imbalances or just all of the things that sometimes you see very frequently with people who don't consume animal products. And, um, we kind of like, while we're not ever going to tell someone like they need to be eating animal products in order to like heal their hormones or whatever, um, we do sometimes like, and try to introduce the idea um, just because we have seen those changes um, in our own bodies. So we're excited to hear um, about Molly's story today and we'll just go ahead and welcome her on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just very into this subject right now, so I can't wait to dive into my experience and hopefully help anyone else that is you know, curious about introducing animal products if they've been vegan before or anything of that nature. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again. And let's just start by kind of explaining like what it is that you do in the health and wellness space and kind of how you even got into this, because I know that you actually went to school for nursing and that's not what you're doing anymore. So tell us kind of like how you got here. Yeah. So to make that long story short, I did originally um, major in nursing and I went all the way through school, but I um, started to shadow a naturopath doctor through my last year of school. And I almost felt like, well, that was the highlight of my week every single week. And I almost felt like I was like being a little rebel or something. Cause I was like, just, I knew that there was something missing and I started to shadow her and I just, um, saw how she operates her practice with herbs and, you know, alternative methods, you know, which that's technically the original method and Western medicine is the alternative, but um, I just became very interested in holistic health and graduated nursing school in 2020. And basically like a month later, I was already enrolled in um, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to become a holistic health coach. And then through, I think a couple months after I graduated that I had messaged Liv and I said, what program did you go through? Like you are constantly just hitting the nail on the head with every single thing that you put out there. And I totally resonate with all of it. And she recommended um, Nutritional Therapy Association. So I will be graduating that in the end of February. So I can't believe it's already like almost done. And so shout out to Liv for that because it's life-changing. I'm so obsessed with that program. And if anyone is ever interested in any of this stuff and they actually want to be certified, I highly recommend that program. Um, and now as far as what I'm doing is I'm, I have, I take clients for 
just holistic health coaching. And I'm also just refining my one-on-ones right now. So I have, you know, an application page on my, like in my Instagram bio, I just take one-on-ones and we kind of talk and chat before we work together to see if we're like, you know, I can help this person. And then once I'm done with NTA in just a couple months, I'll be able to have a way more refined um, practice and I'll be able to have more tools. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm just really excited about all this new knowledge and connecting with people. I have my own podcast too. It's called the Half Naked Podcast. So that's mainly my um, little baby. That's where most of my information lives. Most of my great conversations with people live over there too. And I have an episode with Tatum and one with Liv. So um, yeah, I just love this. Like we're all just intersecting our knowledge and providing people with all these different tools and perspectives. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I feel like we never really talk about on our podcast, Tatum, the NTA program or the program I went through. I guess we talk about like the pillars and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. I feel like every single person who goes through that program, like comes out of it such a changed person because they talk about like health, wellness, nutrition in a way that like I had literally no idea. It's all about like nutrient density, minerals and whatnot. And I feel like the consensus is that like other programs just like don't really talk about like food as actual therapy and nourishment. So it's very on brand that you've had so much of a change because that program is also like just very different than others. Yeah, it definitely is. And when you were talking about that, I was just remembering that I actually went into the program as a vegan still. And I remember them saying, you're probably going to come out of this, like having a little bit more perspective. Like they don't push any beliefs on you whatsoever. It is the most unbiased, beautifully crafted program. Um, But they just said, you know, there's a lot of people that go through this program as a vegan and and end the program not. And I'm a prime example. So the more you know, it really is just expanding your knowledge palette and it really is a good program. Yeah, that's great. I remember being so excited when I heard that you were going to do that program because I feel like it's just going to add so much so much value and perspective to your practice and just give you like, you know, the cherry on top, which is what you're, you've been kind of like looking for. I feel like something to yeah, tie everything exactly. together. I'm like always just enrolled in something. I swear. I'm like, I'm already onto the, I'm already like, what do I do next? Herbalism, mm-hmm. something like I want to be certified as an herbalist so bad. And so hopefully that'll be in the works sometime soon, but <laughs> I need to finish this. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can never, you can never learn too much. No, not at all. Um, okay. So we have a quick fun question for you before we get into talking about your transition from being a vegan to now consuming animal products. We just like to ask our guests, like to just kind of get to know them a little bit better and like where they're at right now in life. If you could title this chapter of your life, what would you call it? Oh, that's such a good question. And it's funny because I've actually thought about this beforehand, like not, you know, that that I didn't know you were going to ask this, but like, just, I was thinking about this recently. Like there is definitely a vibe to the era of life that I'm in. And as funny as it sounds, it's my comeback era is what I would title it because (laughs) I have faced a number of adversities and challenges in the past few months with my personal life, my own mental health. And I feel like 
the era before this was like every single like lesson that I had been avoiding almost for the past like five years was like hitting me in the face like you have been ignoring this for too long like here's this lesson and this lesson and so just you know a short time ago probably like a couple weeks ago I I finally found the light at the end of the tunnel I feel like now I'm like I'm gaining my personality back (laughs) and I am just in my comeback era where my creativity is flowing ideas and I feel very motivated and so yeah I'm just really grateful for every single thing around me because you know when you're at a low point in your life you really just those those times are for like you know when you get out of those times you really 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 appreciate happiness and satisfaction and and food and love and all of those things so I'm just in this era of just like appreciation and comeback from a lower point I love that for you. And that's funny. Liv and I always talk about how like the time period between like your low point and like your high point, like that, that like transitional phase where like you feel like not much is happening. Um, that's like where all the growth is really occurring and like, you don't really realize it until you're on the other end and like Mm -hmm. looking back and you're like, Oh my gosh, my life is so much different now. And like, then it's like, you didn't really realize that that's when you were actually learning everything because you felt very stagnant. Um, so you yeah. can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And you get, you, you come back on the other side or you come out on the other side. And I even look at photos of myself like a month or two ago. And I'm like, I even look younger. Like, I feel like I just am like, I feel like I'm like a different person. You know, when you go through challenging things, it's really, it's like beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Okay, well, let's talk about your past life <laughs> as yes. vegan. Um, so when did you initially become vegan and why? Like were you all like were you did you grow up vegan as a kid or like when did you decide to do that? Okay, so I definitely did not grow up as a vegan. I um feel like this is something I find interesting because I my roots are like very meat and potatoes type of gal. Like my grandparents literally have a potato farm and like, you know, people around me, I live from Idaho, Washington, people are always hunting, lots of like things like that. And then I, I went vegan um, and I'll explain why, but it was so just the, the most interesting experience because, you know, I'd go to like Thanksgiving or holidays in Montana and people would just be like, Molly, like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, you can't eat anything. It just did not fit in with like the life that I grew up with. And, um, but I, um, I started exploring veganism probably four years ago, um, probably through like two and a half years into college, um, mainly because I was dealing with so many food sensitivities. And now that I know it was definitely like leaky gut symptoms, all like everything that we talk about, you know, hormone imbalances, leaky gut, like gut dysbiosis, literally everything I had. And it was very frustrating. So I started essentially like self-prescribing like elimination diets and I didn't really know enough yet but I was just like trying everything um cutting out foods cutting out things like that and um then it slowly kind of turned into like a danger zone with like my relationship with food 
so then I kind of transitioned to this phase of like, I just want to feel safe around food again. And so I really chose to subscribe to this diet, you know, the vegan diet, because it felt like I had like a sense of control over something. And I had like this set of rules and it was very easy to follow and it was easy to stick with. And so I felt like safe around it. And, um, you know, with all the things that I've gone through with my diet since then, I'm very grateful for that because it got me into cooking. Like I learned a lot about different types of foods that I probably never would have explored. And it honestly was a really, really like eye-opening time for me because that's kind of where I developed like my discipline with myself. And now I feel like I know myself a lot more. Like if I have a certain habit that I want to adopt, I have that self-discipline because I was around so many people that were not vegan and I still held my own values and I didn't stray even when it was tempting. Um, So I was really proud of that. And then it just became a lifestyle um, and it, it ultimately becomes something where you have those like rose colored glasses, you have vegan glasses on and you, you just like look for everything and anything that, um, aligns with that and that agrees with that. And so your Instagram feed, your TikTok feed, everything becomes very curated towards veganism is the right way, you know, and honestly, um, I told Liv this a long time ago, but your guys's episode that you talked about meat and stuff like that, I was still actively vegan. And I listened to that because I started to like open my mind a little bit, you know, like what if I'm not right? And I listened to that episode and it was such a well sculpted episode because you guys did it in such an unbiased way. And that like seriously opened my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, like, regenerative farming like my morals can still be honored and you know while eating meat and so like all of these things were like starting to be introduced and then I slowly would just explore things like I would google search like um you know just like is meat really bad for you You know just I started to go really my mind started to open up but I will say one of the Also, original reasons why I decided to subscribe to veganism was all those documentaries, like What the Health, um, Cowspiracy, all of those things. And then when I started to open my mind a little bit, I realized that those are very, very, very one-sided towards like commercial farming. And I'm like, okay, I heard Tatum talking about this with regenerative farming. That's something I've never heard of. Like, And so I just really started to learn more and just like, I was very humbled because I was like, I'm not always right. Like these girls have a different perspective, but I think that I, that makes more sense to me now. And so I just started to experiment with, um, very light meats like salmon or, um, like bison, just like, you know, not super heavy things. And it just felt really good. And so I just slowly started to segue and yeah, I kind of forgot even what question I was really answering, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. And yeah. I think it's a very cool thing that you have been able to like be very open to changing your mind and to learning other things, because I think that that's one, something that's just really hard to do when you have like a really strong belief, like veganism, or like, even for me, somebody who's grown up loving meat, whatever, like if maybe veganism was the most healthy for your body, it would be really hard for me to like admit that 
what I had been doing maybe hadn't been the most healthy for my body. And I also feel like that is something that the health and wellness space lacks. I was just reading a post on this. like people would literally rather die on the ledge than be wrong or be like, you know what? Like this actually feels better for my body now. It's okay for me to switch. So I think it is um, very cool. You're like one of the only person that I have seen. And again, this is why we wanted to have you. Um, that has been like able to embrace the change and be and be okay with it and not be like, no, I have to like stick to this always. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's a lot of like ego when when I felt like that. Like I would rather be right than explore something else. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of like psychological things that go along with that, especially like I have an Instagram page with health and wellness stuff on it. And so it's not just me like changing the way that I eat. It's like, I have been sort of preaching this lifestyle for as like, you know, as long as people started to follow me. So like all of a sudden I'm just saying, okay, everything I've ever said is actually kind of like, I don't believe it anymore. Like, are people going to trust what I say? Like, are people going to take my content seriously now that I've completely changed everything that I believe in? So I had to go through a lot of like, um, just like just being confident and now my mission is I really just want to share things that are unbiased so people know that there is an option you know I'm not going to tell you how to live I'm not going to tell you what to eat I'm going to share things that are factual or recipes just like fun and lighthearted. Um, but ultimately so people know that um, there's no right or wrong way. You can always change and your body is always changing. So the circumstances of your diet are always going to be changing. You know, like I said, the vegan diet worked for me for a long time and it got me just so deep into my wellness journey and closer to food. And so, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without that curiosity that I originally had and tried out, you know. Yeah, I think very similarly to like a lot of other people, like veganism or like a plant-based diet is actually the first place that a lot of people start when they're taking on a health journey, because I think that it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's a way of doing things that like a lot of people are told is like the right way or the only way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like really popular for a while. And it really wasn't until, you know, the sustainable like farming movement started that people started to be like, okay, well, maybe because a lot of people's reasoning reasoning for going vegan is, you know, to save the planet and all that stuff. And then when they hear that there's actually other ways to do that without restricting yourself from eating animal products, like they're like, oh, well, wait a minute. That's, you know, that's why I did this in the first place. So maybe I can still do that. Um, and in a different way. Um, so I think that like a lot of people will relate to that in the sense that like, it's not like, it's not like all the years that they've just wasted all this time being vegan. Like, you know, it's still, like you said, opened them up to the health and wellness space and other people in that space. And it's always okay to kind of like change your mind on things. Like you said, just because you learn something new doesn't mean that like what you said before was like, necessarily wrong or discounts anything I guess so yeah yeah, it's a good perspective yeah yeah so tell us a little bit about like what a typical day of eating used to look like for you and what it looks like now because I want the purpose of this episode is not to like convince people to not be vegan anymore Mm -hmm. like you know if that's what's working for you we we also preach bio individuality on this podcast so like 
that's what makes you feel good and it's what's working for your body, then please absolutely do that. But more so to just give people like, like you said, an example or like an option. Um, so I wanted to ask that question just so people could like kind of see what the difference might be. And like, I don't know, I'm sure it will sound weird to some people and it probably sound, would sound weird if you had told yourself what you'd be eating. Like back when you were yeah. eating, it would have been like, absolutely not. <laughs> but um, just to present that option. Yeah, totally. And this, um, this just makes me realize, um, you know, cause thinking about, okay, what did I used to eat and now what do I eat? And I really realized, okay, I'll preface all of this by saying like, there are people that, um, you know, if you transition from veganism to eating animal products, again, it'll be very slow or some people it's just like one day you're waking up and eating a steak. Literally there's no right or wrong way everyone is going to be different. Your tummy is going to adjust differently than someone else. But for me personally, like I just woke up one day and was like, I want steak. Like, thank you. I will be eating that. And so there wasn't really like, it was pretty much night and day. So I would say like a typical day when I was vegan, there was lots of overnight oats for breakfast or like, um, you know, oat and banana pancakes with like peanut butter and let's see, like I I usually, I worked at a cafe. So I was always eating at the cafe and it was like a vegetarian cafe. So I had like a ton of really big salads with just veggies and like, you know, olives, avocados, lots of good fats. But there's, there was always something that was telling me, like, especially at the very end that I was like, I need to change something because I know there is like the whole thing with like, where are you getting your protein? You, you know, but I definitely was not getting enough protein. Like I would calculate it. And I'm like, even this calculation is like, I'm just so undernourished, like for me personally. And another thought on that is like, since I've transitioned to eating animal products, like so many things have changed to where like it proved me right. Like I was lacking protein for sure. Like my skin has cleared up my energy levels. Like everything is so much better now. Um, but I just, I was eating just so much like vegetables and, um, wasn't eating a lot of like tofu or chickpeas. And those are like really great sources of protein, um, for like vegans, but I just like feel like soy is very processed and chickpeas are like not my favorite. I would eat a lot of rice pastas. I was also gluten-free. So that was even like more of a thing. Um, and you know, I was eating lots of like Lara bars, just like fruit, but I felt like this, um, like I was never satiated. I was just always eating. I was like an endless pit and I was just like never feeling satisfied. Um, and then a typical day of eating now looks like, you know, breakfast. I have like buckwheat sourdough, like toast with eggs. And a lot of times I'll do like a scramble with like ground beef. And um, for lunch, it's usually some type, some type of like uh, salmon salad or something like there's always, there's always a meat in like every meal, which is just so funny because it's just so polar opposite. Like, I know you don't have to eat meat at every meal, but I sure do because it's so good and so satisfying. Um, something I eat a lot is like the ancestral blend of ground beef where it has beef, liver, and heart because I learned so much about liver and NTA, just so good for you. I cook with like beef tallow, I eat a lot of fruit and 
arugula with like olive oil with some type of protein and then some other vegetables, just like pretty basic. Like, um, I'm like an, an ingredient cook, you know, like I know live cooks, like amazing, like extravagant beautiful meals I'm like I look for your I look to your page when I like want to do that but I'm more of like an ingredient person like I have potatoes and meat and like a vegetable (laughs) but yeah it's very different than a couple months ago yeah I was gonna ask you too like when you were vegan did you like were you really really strict about it in terms of like you wouldn't have like gelatin or collagen or anything like that as well yeah um Yes. So there was definitely, yeah, I wasn't eating like any gelatin or um, like there was a point that I was like home for a second and I wouldn't let my mom like cook meat on the same pan as like my vegetables. Like I was very weird about it <laughs> for a little bit. Um, But I will say that is actually one of the things that I started out with was bone broth. Forgot about that. Forgot to mention that. Um, that is a very gentle way to ease your way in. But with the adding gelatin to my diet, my skin, chef's kiss to that <laughs> ingredient. Love her. Do you feel like your emotional relationship with food has changed now? Do you feel more like emotionally like free almost now that you're not restricting certain things in your diet? Oh, yes. Yes. That is a huge thing. I feel... Like, um, when I was subscribing to the diet, you know, like there was a lot, there's genuinely a lot of restrictions, like not bad or good. There just is, you know, know this, know that, know all of those things. And I feel so much freedom with food now. And I think that's a lot of like, I'm very into mindset, subconscious and the power of your mind. And I think, um, when you're so stressed about food and you're constantly worrying and obsessing over like ingredients and stuff, it will cause, you know, if your digestion might be like a little bit wacky because your brain is not connecting, you're not like agreeing with each other. And so when I um, freed up that space to eat literally whatever I wanted, I'm, I feel like everything has just changed. So my digestion, especially because I'm just, Like, you know, when I eat, when I want something, I'll just eat it. And yeah, definitely a lot of food freedom. It's so wild and so like fun now. I think there was a time when I came home from whatever and to visit home and I was just like, I don't even know what to buy anymore. Like at the store, I was just so frustrated. And that's when I knew that I needed to like start opening my mind a little bit because I'm like, I shouldn't be this stressed out when I'm grocery shopping. Like I don't. I don't know what to get anymore. And all this food is like boring me. So (laughs) I just love how much more fun cooking is and going to restaurants. I was the most annoying person in the world. You guys, like, I would be like, can you like make me a dish with like rice and like vegetables and like, like no butter, no, no, nothing. And I'm just like, I can eat whatever I want. And it's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's so much more fun now. Yeah, I I feel like it also, and this goes for any diet that restricts things, whether like gluten-free or dairy-free, whatever. Um, I feel like once you, once you kind of figure out like your why for doing that and then kind of like allow yourself to try differently, you're, you're so much better able to actually like listen to what your body needs and then give it what it needs. Because I know that for me, when I was trying out, 
veganism, I, around the time of my period, I would get really, really fatigued. And it was like, I think I was at home after, after graduation, I lived at home for a few months. And I, I was like literally feeling like so ill, lightheaded. I was right in the middle of my period. And my stepmom was like, let me see your eyes. And she looked at my, she looked at my eyes and she was like, you're anemic. Like you need iron. Like you need to go eat a burger right now. And she's vegan herself. And she knows like kind of the, you know, pros and cons of it. But she was like, I don't think this is like working out for you. Like you need to go eat, like you need to go eat some red meat immediately. And once I like listened to that and started like when, when I was like actually craving something, like you said, like you woke up and you just wanted a steak. Like when you're craving those things, your body's craving them for a reason. And it's trying to tell you something. Um, and so I feel like when you, when you take on a way of eating that doesn't restrict yourself, you're able to give your body those, um, those things that it's asking you for, which is just like the most empowering thing that you can do for your health. I feel like. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. Cause I, I am fully in support of people listening to their bodies. And when you give yourself the full spectrum of options, like it is such a just playful thing and rewarding, um, because yeah, you can give your body what it needs when it's asking and you're not like scrounging for like, how else do I get this iron in? You know, if it's a supplement, like I'm actually absorbing it. I don't know. What do I need to absorb this iron supplement? Like it's very like confusing thing to try and figure out when for me, like now I can just go eat, um, you know, some beef or something. And I know that my body has the capability to recognize what this is and, you know, digest it properly versus like a capsulated supplement for something. So I think my, my body and I are just like, in a more trustworthy relationship. Cause I'm not trying to be like, like, sorry, I can't give you what you need right now. I'm just like trying to keep my vegan, I don't know, report card, <laughs> you know, showing all A's. I, I just think it's a really cool experience to be able to have, um, like a all options available kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I want to loop back to the like the moral aspect of being vegan. Cause I think that's a huge reason why a lot of people go vegan in the first place, whether it's for environmental reasons or for animal welfare reasons. And you mentioned that one of the biggest like light bulb moments for you is that you can still adhere to those values of yours without being vegan. Um, so I want to talk about like the importance of still honoring that in your new diet and then like how your perspective on all of that shifted. Yeah, I think that's a really great point because um, I definitely was, I think, 50-50 with the ethical and moral situation, like the whole um, commercial farming industry and how it's affecting my body, you know, because in those documentaries, it's all about red meat causes cancer, you know, cholesterol, whatever. Um, And So the thing that really got me, you know, my ears to perk up was the fact that when you partake in consuming meat that has been, it was humanely raised, it was fed its natural diet, and it was, you know, they're using the whole animal. That's like, honestly, just the circle of life, like animals just, that's what happens, you know, in the wild, that's just how it goes. And so if you're kind of just working with that cycle of nature, it makes me feel a lot better. 
And I do feel like that honors my morals with that because on the other hand, what I don't like and what I will not participate in, even now that I have that option to eat meat, if there is just foster farms meat or something like I would just not eat it because that's like, that's part of the thing where I'm like, okay, that does not align with my values because, um, with that, it's the, the animal is traumatized. It's raped. It's like, you know, stripped from its babies. It's in a really confined environment and they're basically just being abused. And another thing that fits in with all of this is like energy. I, I truly think everything is energy. We are just electromagnetic beings and um, something that I really um, could not get past when I was vegan. I was like, how are people eating meat? I don't understand because I would, I would think just in the mindset of like that commercial farming was the only option. I'm like, why would you want to eat meat? That's, that has this energy of like, it has trauma in its tissues and you know, trauma is stored as, you know, emotions in your tissues. Why would you want to eat that? Like, I don't want to, I'm good. Like I would rather keep my vibration up here rather than like lowering it with this food. So I'm just going to eat plants from the ground. Um, and that's something I still stand by is like, I feel really bad for all of the animals that get sucked into that commercial farming industry. And honestly, it's like, this might be an extreme, but it's just like the sex slavery version of, you know, animal sex trafficking. Like they're literally like just living the worst life ever, you know, and they have uh, all of this trauma stored in them. And so I think that's part of the reason why I didn't want to like participate in that. And so with regenerative farming, like you said in the episode that we also have together, Tatum, how that participating in that actually helps the environment. That's another big one for people um, is the environment. I think what I what I participate in now still, it feels good. And I, you know, I'm in Idaho right now with um, visiting my family and there's a lot of people that hunt and they use the entire animal and then they sell, you know, the meat and they're using the hide and literally everything. And so I just, I feel like that's just a better option. And that way, you know, the, the animal had a good life. It did its time and the circle of life just came and now we're utilizing the animal. So that was kind of a long winded answer, <laughs> but, um, the energy aspect I think is a huge thing for me. It's like, do I want this? Like, what kind of energy do I want to consume? You know, we consume energy constantly, food, what we're looking at, the media, everything. And so I, I'm just very protective over my energy and I'm very strategic with what I put in my body and around my body. So when I think of an animal just being raised like on a pasture, living their best life with their babies and all of that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, we're good. We're, we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like two things. I think for me, um, when people kind of ask me this question, this same question, just from like a, an agricultural perspective, like how, what my approach to it is. And the first is that we, since human creation, we've been hunters. Like there's never been a, there's never been a time in human existence where we didn't partake in hunting animals. Not to say that like, this is the way we've always done it. So that's the way it always should be. But, mm -hmm. um, 
this is part of our ancestral diet is what I mean by that. And um, so I think that it's important to, to honor that and, and try to follow it as closely as we can. And the best way to get as close to that as possible is to eat animal products that are raised as close as we can get to like what our ancestors would have had. And then the, the, the second thing is the environmental aspect, which something that I'm like really adamant about is that simply not eating meat anymore is not going to help. It's not, it's not going, it's not putting the earth in a positive direction. It's staying level. You're not doing any damage, but you're not doing anything positive by just simply not eating meat at all. Because one of the only ways to reverse climate change and pull carbon out of the atmosphere is to have animals grazing on the pasture. That's literally one of the Mm -hmm. only scientific ways that we can do that. Even like electric cars and all the things that people say, you know, we're going to save the planet and, you know, reduce emissions and all that stuff. Yes, those are important, but they're not, they're not reversing the damage that's already been done. And so being a advocate for and a consumer of regenerative um, animal products is one of the only ways that you can actually reverse the damage that's been done. So that to me is just like, why wouldn't you, um, why wouldn't you participate in that responsibly? Of course, because we don't want to be out here like increasing the demand through the roof for regenerative meat, because that's not the purpose of it. We're not supposed to eat it for every, like, you know, as the only thing we ever eat. And we don't want to get to a point where we overproduce it because that's not the point. But I think that it's important to responsibly add it into your diet as a way of being a, a steward of the earth. So that's personally to me, like why I, why I decided to, to do differently once I learned about that through my schooling in agriculture. So yeah. And I, I remember you talking about that and I had no idea about any of that's the only way to reverse climate change, which is so interesting. And I realized that, you know, if, if you are, yeah, I just think it's all, it's like all about your intention for something. And I realized that um, if like my reason for being vegan is for environmental reasons, and then I'm participating in, you know, you vote with your dollar and you're buying like beyond meat or things like that, or like nut milks, oatly, any of that, that has like canola or palm oil. I'm like, that is the leading cause of deforestation. Like you're actually not doing anything by not eating, you know, not eating dairy or milk. If that's, if that's your reason for being vegan and you're eating um, meat and dairy alternatives. So that's a huge part. I'm glad you talked about that. Like the whole, the only way to reverse it is like by participating in it in the right way, you know? Have there been any times on your journey where you've considered going back to vegan or maybe felt like a little bit guilty or whatnot for eating meat and kind of switching your views? No. (laughs) And yeah, I, I would say like, that's such a good question because I, I was nervous about that. Like, you know, I don't want to go preaching this other thing and then like go back on my word. Like I was just like, what, I don't know what's going to happen, but I haven't had a time when I, um, have wanted to, uh, go back to being vegan. I think there's a whole new element of trust that I have with myself now. And it's, it's really interesting because there's 
definitely a culture around veganism and there's definitely some very opinionated people out there. Um, and it's built my own like backbone with myself in more ways than just my diet, because I'm like, I really have to figure out what's best for me and what works for me and, and honor that, whether that appeals to this diet culture or not, or what people expect me to do, what people, um, have known me for. It's, it's just this whole self-trust, self-discovery journey. And just, um, yeah, that's what I hope to create as like a feel, like when people come onto my page, for example, I want them to feel that where there's no like judgment going on. You can do this. You can do that. Just find what works for you. And I will support whatever decision you make, you know, cause I've just been through this journey and it's just, yeah, it's really like just so interesting, especially when you have people kind of invested in your journey too, you know, like both of you guys, I think, I think we all have platforms that people admire and look to for advice or, you know, tips, wellness tips. So it's a little bit, it's interesting when you know, people are watching you and you change your views or whatever. And it's like, ultimately you have to just trust yourself and, um, create that good foundation. That's a really good point. And I, I love that you brought up the, how this transition has given you a trusting relationship with yourself. I think that should be a really big takeaway from this episode that no matter what I'm saying with air quotes, diet, you follow it's so, so important to be able to stand strong in in your values and what you believe and really be comfortable with your why behind it. Yeah. And if you find yourself like kind of thinking after listening to this episode, like, actually, I don't really know why I eat the way I eat. Like, I, I've never really evaluated that. It's really important to ask yourself those questions and figure out that answer because then you become so much more confident in not like defending yourself or standing up for yourself, but just like, like you said, developing a trusting relationship with yourself, that this is what works for you. This is why it works for you. And being able to have those conversations with people when they do ask you questions and um, just having so much more, more confidence in the way that you eat every day, because we do eat food every day. And it's something that we should feel really good about, regardless of whether we're vegan, we're this, we're that. And I think it's also okay to take parts like bits and pieces from different perspectives and different diets and put it together and make your own little formula in whatever way that works for you. You don't have to like eat exactly how me and Molly and Liv eat or eat exactly how this other person eats. Like you can just take what, take what works, leave what doesn't and figure it out um, as you go. So, yeah. And I think that's like, something if you do feel like something comes up um and it triggers you or uh you feel defensive or you feel the need to be defensive about your beliefs just explore that you know like that's okay you feel like that um but i remember you know i felt like that whenever people were like well like where how are you getting your protein like why are you like this blah 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 i would be like i would feel defensive like i needed to stand my ground i'm like wait why am i like i'm the only one that needs that that should care about what I'm eating. And so I think just simply exploring that. And I think it's stuff like this is so interesting because it's more than just food that we're talking about. It's just like so metaphorical 
to life and like so many lessons and like revelations can come out of like just exploring these little habits that you have and your triggers and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we want to just wrap up by asking you for three action items that you would give the curious vegan who's listening to this and saying, Hmm, maybe I want to, maybe I want to look into changing my perspective a little bit. What would be like three things that you, three pieces of advice you would give them or three things you would suggest that they do first? Okay. So I would say number one is just channel confidence and know that whatever you are like gravitating towards your body is speaking to you constantly. And when you develop the trust with that um, intuition, it opens so many doors. So when you, when someone's asking you about your diet or, you know, if they, if you've been a vegan for like 10 years, your whole life or something, and you start exploring other options, just confidence. Like you, you don't need to please or impress anyone. It is just your relationship with yourself. So I think confidence. And um, the second thing is just keeping an open mind. And I think that's, that goes for so many other things in life, but um, just protecting your peace and energy while having an open mind is a huge thing. And like knowing that you can change your mind. Um, And then I would say the third thing with like actual tangible things here is like, if you're kind of skeptical that meat will like upset your stomach or you're kind of just afraid to um, jump right in and like how you're, you know, a lot of people think that they're going to get sick. A couple of things you can do is number one, like take a digestive enzyme or start with like a very like gentle source of protein, like salmon, you know, not like you don't have to jump right into eating a full blown steak. There's like very gentle ways to start and um, starting slow. Something that I saw the other day was really smart. I feel like there was someone that was making, um, I don't know what it was like, like a veggie dish and they just hid meat in it. You know, like they weren't just chopping a steak. Like you can like kind of hide meat in things. And like, once you eat that, you're like, okay, I lived it's not like I'm like gnawing on a chicken bone. You're like, you kind of can hide it in foods or like if you make like veggie patties, just like hide some sort of thing in there and um, you can kind of get over the fear of like how your body, you know, or like if you're grossed out or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I would say those are my main little tips for now. <laughs> and on that also, I... I'm taking like every single question that I've heard people ask me or I've asked myself and I'm creating an ebook um, and like a little guide of like, if you're interested in this at all, like, or curious, this little ebook that I'm creating is going to have like, you know, here's like some steps you can take, like, here's how to ease into it. Here's how you might feel like, um, and then like a, a question and answer kind of thing. So we can like figure out how to sort of link that up with this episode too. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be super, super helpful for people. And um, along with that, you were saying earlier that like your podcast, you feel like is like the 
main source of your information. So if people want to hear more like in detail about your health journey, I feel like you are just so open and honest about everything on your podcast. And it's like a good place to really get to know you. Like you said, hear conversations with other people. So we will also link your podcast as well for, as a good resource for people if they're interested in learning more. Yeah. Um, and then obviously your Instagram too. Yes. Um, we can link the Instagram and that's definitely something where if there's anything that I put out, um, it will be on there. So if anyone's interested in this ebook that I'm talking about, it's not quite done yet. I was trying to finish it by the time we recorded, but I just am a perfectionist. So it's not done yet. So if someone is interested in that, just like follow along my Instagram and I will, um, post about it when it is done. Yeah. We can also loop back around to it whenever you, whenever you get it out, just let us know and we'll share it with our followers as well. Perfect. That's amazing. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Molly. This was such a great conversation. I feel like you were just the perfect person to talk about this um, because I feel like you have just such a holistic perspective on all of it from how it's changed your emotional health, your relationship with yourself, your physical health all around, um, not just one-sided. And I think that this conversation was just really like a place for people to feel a little bit more comfortable with the idea, not saying that anyone needs to like change today or make any huge decisions or shifts in, in their diet or lifestyle, but just to, um, just to let people know that we are resources. We're here for you. If this is something that you are interested in and we can definitely offer you more help discussion, whatever it might be that you might need. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Molly. (laughs) 